listening to Hear the Turtle. Your hosts are Taylor Slife and Keith Snedden. It's Wednesday, February 28, 2018, and Keith, March Madness is officially upon us. Two Big Ten basketball tournaments going on simultaneously this weekend. One in New York, one in Indianapolis, and the Terps will be there. A lot of basketball to watch this weekend. Madison Square Garden for the men to start things off on Wednesday. They're the eighth seed. They're going to take on ninth-seeded Wisconsin. The women have earned a double bye, Taylor. They're going to wait to play the winner of Indiana and Michigan State, and that game's on Friday. Yeah, Terps in the noon start. They will tip off in the 8-9 game at noon, the old noon conference tournament game. So figure out a way to watch it work or wherever you're going to be. But a big game for the Terps. Terps have played Wisconsin just once this year at the Xfinity Center and went well, a, uh, a victory for Maryland. 68-63 it was a pretty close game there down the stretch, but Maryland did what they had to do to close things out. Cowan had 23 points in that game. Herter added 19, um, and that actually ended Wisconsin's Big Ten record of 17 straight winning seasons. Uh, had a little, having a little bit of a down year, but have been pretty good as of late. They've won three of their last four, and one of those wins was over number 6 Purdue at the Kohl Center, and they've taken out Minnesota Minnesota and Northwestern during that stretch played Michigan State very close, 68-63. That was just a few days ago on February 25th. And now, hey, throw the records out. It's a whole new season, man. It's tournament time. Yeah, Wisconsin and Maryland both in a little bit of a similar boat in terms of the years they're having, both having down years in terms of where the programs would like to be. Both have played pretty well at home for the most of the year, although Maryland can expunge its game against Michigan this weekend and, and get past that one. But teams with sort of similar profiles and obviously looking for the opportunity to play Michigan State in the next game. And you don't want to lose the first game at noon of a conference tournament. It's just like it's just tough to deal with. You've gotten there, you're in the vibe of postseason basketball, and then you lose the first game. So Maryland will look to win that win that game against Wisconsin. Then you roll the ball out against Michigan State and see what you can do. Nothing to lose in a game like that. Uh, but you certainly want to beat Wisconsin. And Maryland's gonna need good play from its from its two all Big Ten selections. Kevin Herter and Anthony Count and Bruno Fernando and all freshman team guy. Those are going to be the, the guys that got the awards and the guys that have been the best for Maryland so far this year. They're going to have to play very big roles for Maryland to advance far in this tournament. Yeah, nice uh, you know, honors for those three in, in the seasons they had. Um, probably you were expecting it out of Kevin Herter and Anthony Count, but Bruno Fernando, like we had said in the beginning of the year, really uh, got the chance to establish himself and put together some pretty awesome games. He was a two-time freshman player of the week, in addition to Daryl Morcel, who got that honor earlier in the season. Um, but you look at Michigan, I mean, Jerry Jackson, the defensive player of the year, you know, their guys are littering that list of first, second, and third teamers uh, on, on the uh, the Big Ten uh, All-Conference Awards that came out earlier this week. But, hey, you know what? It's that time of year where crazier things have happened. And uh, if you're Maryland, I think you go up there with nothing to lose. You have that underdog mentality of just, hey, let's, let's see what we can do game by game, take it one game by game. The old cliche, but y- you have to have that mindset at this time of year. Short trip for the Terps up to New York, obviously the second shortest trip as they, I saw on Twitter, the Big Ten has a sign <laughs> I did see that. Of Madison Square Garden, where it shows the miles to all the campuses. Terps at two o. Terps at one ninety nine. Penn State at two o three. I beat them by four miles. New Brunswick was like thirty three miles. Thirty three, so um, right in their backyard. Lincoln, Nebraska, eleven hundred miles. I wonder whose job it is to try and get the geographical like pointing in the right direction of where the city yeah, is. Yeah, that's do, interesting. Do you that's think? Do you think it's accurate, or do you think they kind of just throw it together? I think they probably just threw it together. Yeah, I, I think they got right. the miles right, and then they went to their Google Maps, and, and then just they trying just to point somewhere. Out, like this will be good for social media for yeah. the Big Ten. I do. Wonder um, whose job that. Is. Whoever's job that was. Good on you. I, I absolutely think got a tweet from Darren Ravel. 
and there it is. The women will be in Indianapolis this weekend. Uh, as you said, they have a double bye and are the second seed in that tournament. Did not win the conference regular season title. That went to Ohio State and their conference player of the year, Kelsey Mitchell. They had a great year, but the Terps in prime position potentially win the conference tournament. Interesting enough, though, one of their either of their opponents are going to be teams that the Terps had close games with both on both ends. Terps lost a home game to Michigan State during the season and beat Indiana in a very closely contested one. Big Ten women's basketball, a little bit more depth this year. We've seen a lot more quality teams. Michigan is a very quality team. The team the Terps beat on Sunday, Nebraska, very quality team. That Their coach won Coach of the Year, so they're sort of gotten back on track. So pretty good conference. And you can see that by the fact that the Terps didn't just run through it this season, um, but now have the chance to go to Indianapolis to win a conference title, and they're going to need their first-team Big Ten selection, Kyla Charles, to do what she does. She is really the straw that stirs the drink over there. And then the secondary players are going to have to play well. People like Kristen Confroy, people like Stephanie Jones. Aisha Small. Aisha Small. Chris Sinaki, all those different people are going to have to play well for Maryland. Uh, but nice to get a bye and be able to sit and watch the basketball when you get to Indianapolis. And, and this will be, if you make it to the championship game, three games in three days. So it's a lot of minutes, a lot of miles on, on your starters and, and key players for that Maryland team where the theme has been, you know, maybe a, a smaller roster than usual all season long. But, you know, this is where, you know, all that, you know, time out on the court for that group, maybe it, it comes into play here where, hey, you know, they, they're used to it. They're all used to playing a lot of minutes. They're used to you know playing in, in in close, intense game, so that could be what helps put them over the edge uh, if they make it to that final. The big care here for the Terps is trying to figure out a way to get themselves back into the NCAA first and second round hosting conversation, a conversation that they've dropped out of a little bit after three straight losses. Um, got back on track against Nebraska. If you can win the conference tournament, especially beating Ohio State for the second time of the year in the process, maybe you can take that slot away from Ohio State and give it to Maryland, a team that likes to, obviously, you like to host those first and second round games at home. You don't have to travel. You have your home crowd there. The routine stays the same. Uh, but Maryland hasn't necessarily locked that up, and it's probably right now a bit on the outside looking in, if not on the bubble for, for that type of uh, recognition. So they're going to have to probably win this tournament and beat the Buckeyes in the process, maybe beat Minnesota as well, one of those teams that's that's up at the top, um, and get a couple more quality wins of their resume. That's really the care for them. Obviously on the men's side, going to have to win the tournament probably to get into the NCAA tournament. So two big-time carrots for both those teams to uh, try to get to the championship game. And not the only Big Ten tournament held this weekend. The Big Ten Wrestling Tournament in East Lansing, Michigan, will be going on. The Terps will be heading out there. Uh, a handful of Terps earned some pre-seeds for the 2018 championships, and that includes uh, heavyweight Yusuf Hamida, who we talked to earlier this season, who is one of the top heavyweights, not only in the Big Ten, but in the country. And this is the time of year where, the, again, the records are reset. If you win enough matches, if you, if you do enough, you can get one of those automatic qualifier bids from the conference, just like Ryan Deal did last season, where he went in as an underdog guy who maybe wasn't supposed to get one of those bids and wrestled his way with three wins over ranked went three wins over ranked opponents to get himself into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and the Big Ten by far has the most bids, quote unquote, of any conference in the country. And how that works is that each weight class gets a certain amount of automatic qualifiers in the conference tournament. And in the Big Ten, in some of the weight classes, you can finish seventh or eighth and still get a bid. So you have to really wrestle 
wrestle hard, even if you lose your first round match, if you can wrestle all the way back, you've got a very good chance to get yourself in. And that'll, well, that'll apply to every Maryland wrestler. If you can win one or two matches, that might get you to the NCAA tournament, regardless of how the rest of your year went. So you have to stay motivated for your assist. And that's what you said last year. Ryan Deal did that exact thing, really just got hot at the right time and got himself to the tournament. And that's propelled him to do you know more better things this year. Being able to go to the NCAA wrestling tournament is an invaluable experience, especially for a young wrestler. So all of Maryland's guys, you know, outside of Yusuf's, your baby Jays, your Ryan Deals, should be very motivated by that. I remember a few years ago, Justin Alexander hadn't really done anything all year and then got himself within a win of the NCAA tournament just because he got hot that weekend. Um, and as we saw, Maryland, you know, that's what Kerry McCoy talks about, being ready for March, being ready for March, being ready for March. The results matter, but in the Big Ten, they don't because to a certain extent because you can get to the conference tournament and, and qualify. So be an interesting weekend for Maryland wrestling. The old mantra, you just got to beat somebody you're not supposed to. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And Yusuf Amide can sort of improve his standing from a seeding perspective of the NCAA tournament, make his road a little bit uh, easier to All-American honors, which is what he wants to achieve this season. But with that, our three Big Ten tournaments, we'll get to our lone interview this week, but I think an, a single interview that qualifies as two because of the honor that this guy just received winning the Super Bowl, Torrey Smith, former Maryland wide receiver, Maryland football legend, an absolute stud. If there's ever a, war, a, a word to describe that guy, it's a stud. That guy, off the field, amazing with his charity work, on the field, great, burning opposing defenses on social media with the activism. He's just a really great guy. And I think we dropped some news on him that he was not prepared oh. to hear, Taylor. Oh, wait till the end of the interview for Tori to hear this news. Been back in College Park a fair amount. Hasn't gone down Route 1 far enough to find out the news that we told to him. Something that was devastating to me that when it happened and sounded very devastating to Tori. <laughs> so let's get to that interview. We're back here on Hear the Turtle with two-time Super Bowl champion, but more importantly, Maryland football legend, Tory Smith. Tory, thanks for giving us a little bit of your time, man. Appreciate y'all having me on. First of all, you're two-time Super Bowl champion, as we said, and it's a great <laughs> win in the game, but the parade is what makes the celebration. We have to ask a big question. Better Super Bowl parade speech, Ray Lewis or Jason Kelsey? Jason Kelsey, hands down. <laughs> yeah, he brought the energy. Uh, it was authentic, and it wasn't planned, kind of. You know, you kind of have what... I feel like he just went completely off script. I mean, he's cussing and everything. So uh, there, there, there was that, that was definitely authentic, and it came from his heart. What was your favorite line in that speech? Because there was some. I mean, we were cracking up here in the office watching it. Um, when he was uh, acknowledging like why Philadelphia people were mad, he's like Philadelphia folks are hungry. You know, he's like, and if I don't eat breakfast, I'm pissed off. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that was pretty funny. You've now won two Super Bowls. What's the difference between this one this time? Obviously, the one with the Ravens a little bit earlier in your career. Mm -hmm. Now, a couple more years in, you went to San Francisco, came to Philadelphia, and won a Super Bowl. What's the difference with this one between the last one? Um, just the journey. You know, I came in, and I was fortunate to be a part of a, a great team my first couple of years. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of change. Back my second year, I'm young, dreadlocks hanging down my back, <laughs> flying around, and, uh, you know, my career has kind of been up and down the past few years. So to end up in Philadelphia um, and be a part of their first championship and celebrate, you know, now married two kids down on the field, uh, it was pretty special. And then this season specifically, I mean, how rewarding was this year being able to grow with this team? It had such a special season and an awesome run. Yeah, that was the best part about it. Um, our relationship as a team was, was real. And in the NFL, it's not like college where you know, hey, we're going to all be together for four years. Um, at least with the guys you come in with the league, is it, this team, I, I don't even know if I'll be there. You know, that's just the way this business goes. And 
um, it was just a special bond. From day one, I knew that's how it was, and we lost so many guys. You can make a Pro Bowl team with our IR, and we just continue to fight, continue to fight, and that was just kind of the DNA of the team. Um, you're now back here at Maryland. You obviously met your wife, Chanel, here. You played football here. She ran track here. What makes this place so special to you? Uh, Maryland is, is home. You know, I feel like I, you know, I'm, a, I'm a Virginia boy. I'm from Virginia, but I became a man in Maryland. And being here at this, at this university was a major part of that. Obviously, I was able to earn my degree, but the relationships that you know, I was able to build here is forever. Back here on campus, I imagine the memories start flooding back. What are some of those those standout moments, that <laughs> those highlight moments that you remember just being back in College Park? Uh, just, just everything. Um, one thing that definitely stands out every single time I drive down uh, the the highway or just the campus in general is that uh, this place is growing. Uh, yeah. It's nice. <laughs> they have all kinds of things, you know, right off everyone down there. Um, but it, it's just everything. You know, it comes back. You just remember walking across campus to the class. Uh, I'm a snowmageddon, you know, that yeah, yeah. Uh, every time I go across the mall, everyone knows it's like that's just the landmark for campus. But to me, I just picture all that snow and all them people out there in the war zone. Um, and just just being with the guys, you know, my friends on campus, uh, especially you don't realize, you know, when you're in college, you know, how long of a or how lasting the impression will be. Um, and for me, the, the friends I still hang with the most are all people who I met here in college. Um, obviously, a lot of good pass catchers to come through Maryland. Yourself, Darius Hayward Bay, Vernon Davis, Stefan Diggs. Mm -hmm. Guy this year, DJ Moore, really you know, put on for the team. You know, struggled a little bit team-wise in the season, but he had a great year. Yeah. What advice would you give to him as he heads toward the league, and what did you see out of him when he was in college? Yeah, just he's a heck of a player. Um, I actually had the opportunity to talk to him before he left. And, you know, man, just control what you can control. He obviously has the talent, um, and he has the hunger as well. So um, just all he has to do is just be himself. He doesn't have to go out there and be someone else. And he, he definitely was a great representation for this football team, even though, you know, I've been struggling. I think still things on the upswing. If we can never go a season without a quarterback getting hurt. <laughs> um, but I think it's, it's a product of him, and I'm glad that he's taking the most of his opportunity and uh, hopefully he comes back and gets that degree. Tori, getting ready for your seventh annual charity basketball game at Royal Farms Arena next month. What was the genesis of this event, and why is it so special to you? They, um, it'll be you know on the 17th at Royal Farms Arena, and it's actually grown. Um, we used to do it here in Maryland for a while. It's a lot harder for guys to get in to here. Um, so we had moved it up to Baltimore because that's where the majority of our, our work is done. And I grew my little high school in Virginia, so now it's <laughs> kind of big time. It's, it's fun. You get guys from all around the league. Um, like I said, some of the former turf friends come back, play as well, and uh, it's just special to to know that it's obviously a fundraiser for our charity and and the work that we do. But it's also great to just connect with the fans. I mean, everyone's there from my grandmother to my one-year-old, and it's a great family event. And go out there and have fun. And for me, especially being on new teams, to come back and be back in Maryland, uh, spend some time the weekend, get me some crabs, chill out. <laughs> and, uh, it's always a great time. Now, community is obviously big for you, and on social media, you've been really outspoken about community issues, social issues. What's mm -hmm. it like? You know, why is it important to you? Uh, it seems like you really made that a big part of you know what yeah. your personal brand is. Yeah, that's who I am. Um, that's how I've always been, and I was able to express that as a student on campus as well. Um, I mean, you can talk to some of my professors I've had, uh, from Professor Brooks over in Crims, <laughs> uh, everyone. I've, honestly, I've had in wasn't any of the African American studies that Jonathan England. You know, I still keep in touch with them. Um, I mean, it's 
it's it's who I've always been, and and I used to look forward to debates or questionings in in school as well because I was curious about these things, and uh, I was a crim major here, and that sparked my interest. I, obviously, I was interested in high school, but to be here learning that there's some things in the system that just flat out are broken, I was able to learn it and dive into that here at the University of Maryland, and they or had open minds and allowed you to question things. So that's a, a shout out to our crim department here because um, they've definitely helped me in my journey to trying to help this, this country to be the best that it can be. We'll end you here in a little bit of rapid fire. And first of all, who's more popular right now, you or your son TJ? Because that uh, guy TJ, is hands all down. over. <laughs> hands down. We literally have people come up and they'll say hi to him and say nothing to me. <laughs> He's definitely the more popular one. Uh, well, you just mentioned it, but we know you love crabs. I mean, where's the go-to spot to get crabs? For me, it's always Jimmy Seafood up in Baltimore. I'm biased. Shameless plug um, for Jimmy Seafood. Absolutely. Yeah, that was my guys. But uh, for me, man, if I can get crabs anyway, I'm back home in Virginia. Just wherever. The best thing about crabs is... You put your phone down, you're just chilling. You know, I don't drink, but some people have a good old time drinking as well. <laughs> but you just relax and yeah. you get to talk. It's a like, social event. Yes, absolutely. And there's nothing like it. You get the best time in with your friends or whatever. Maybe we should go ahead and do a craft feast on campus. That'd be cool. Mm. That would be cool. I'm <laughs> I'm put, a, put a big table out on the mall and just bring Let's the just entire, do it. Bring the entire school. <laughs> we asked this to everybody. Your bucket list sporting event to attend. Um, El Clasico. Oh, that's a good one. That's a very, very good one. Uh, FIFA guy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The Philly special has become immortalized now in, in Super Bowl history. What percentage chance does Torrey Smith throw a touchdown pass during his career? Um, Will we ever see that it was, it was higher early on when I had some blazing, <laughs> but uh, we tried to put one in this year. They were like, nah, we're not letting y'all do it. Uh, <laughs> but I haven't. Probably it's, it's on the – I said, yeah, I'll give it a 1% chance. Okay. I can throw it. And I actually on Philly Special, I was actually running wide open in the back of the end zone. So. Ah, I could have caught it. So if Foles didn't get it, I would have been on the other end. But that's a, that was the coolest play I've been around. And then finally, you talked about where you like to get crabs. Your favorite place to eat in College Park? College Park? Man. It has changed jerk a little bit. Pit, since still. Wow. Jerk Pit. Yeah, First still person jerk to say pit. Jerk Pit. Yeah, I mean, I still. Man. Cornerstone's wings are fire. Um, <laughs> trying to go down the list. Maybe, maybe a little Marathon, marathon Deli? Marathon Deli guy? Ah, no, nah, I was never really. What's the um? What's the deli like behind, to the left, across from the bars? Uh, I see that for breakfast all the time. Be the French toast. I'm, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> all the campus stores are here, like Chipotle and all that stuff, and yeah. it's right there. Mm. It's a diner, excuse me. Uh, Plato's? Plato's. Plato's. Yeah, Plato's. It's gone Plato's. now. It's gone. gone. R.I.P. Plato's. It's yeah. gone. Yeah, it's gone. No. Yeah, so it's it It like burned. It like burned and then it closed because they're building something else there. Yeah. I was a big Plato's guy. hurt my heart. Yeah. Sorry to bring you the bad news. It's a tough, tough way to end. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All the improvements we talk about, that's garbage yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We have to bring it back. You can resurrect it. Let's there you it. go. Resurrect somewhere. Class and Plato's. Class and Plato's. Tori Smith, thanks for joining us on Here the Turtle, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Tori. Uh, we're back on Here the Turtle and talked a lot of crabs with Tori Smith, Keith. You ready for God, some crabs? It just gets me hungry, man. Oof. Just getting ready for that that summer, you know, that sun beating. I mean, he, he, he painted a pretty nice picture there, you know, in that interview. But uh, there is nothing more Maryland than just some, some crabs on a sunny day. It is very true. I was just called a crabs elitist by one of our wow. interns, Jake Spitz, one of our co-hosts, Ben Kessler, I, who, who are from New Jersey and New York. 
who get very, very elitist about bagels and pizza right. aren't willing to eat anything that it comes out that from the, those two areas. And they said I was a crab elitist. Said I was a crab elitist. Wait, why? Why do they? Say, because they certain just, places they you like? They were just like, mad or? that I was calling them an elitist about something, so they had to come up with some Maryland oh. food. I I really like crabs from all different places. Although yeah. Maryland clearly does definitely has the best crabs. Yeah, we have to say, but. Um, at a discussion in the office we just had outside of the Tory Smith interview. This past weekend, I had some crab balls. Uh, I was, Ooh. Yeah, it was like the, the fried, you know, crab meat. Um, they were, I love they were crab pretty good. Cakes. Oh, they're the best. They're man. so good. They're, they're the so good. Get some tartar sauce on those. Oh, From American Delicacy to Maryland Sports, a lot of stuff going on this weekend besides the tournaments, Keith. Uh, women's lacrosse, men's lacrosse back in action, both playing um, this week with midweek games and big uh, games this weekend. Yeah, women's lacrosse is going to take on UMBC Wednesday when you're listening to this. Uh, and then Hofstra is here on Saturday uh, for the weekend slate. And the men play Notre Dame in a big game on Saturday. Um, a ranked team. Terps historically have a little trouble with Notre Dame. It was their a pretty t- close game last year. Their Very team low always scoring. slows it down. Yeah. It's just their tough team to play. Notre Dame's never won a national title in lacrosse, but they've been very close. It's a very quality program. Um, and that starts a stretch in which the Terps will play Notre Dame. They're going to play Villanova, who's a surprise top 10 ranked team. Potentially, if they can win this weekend, they'll set up a one versus 2 showdown with Albany, who's one of the most exciting teams in college lacrosse. And in two weeks, if you're going to come to a game this season um, at Capital One Field, Come to that Albany game because they have some guys that can absolutely f- play. But Maryland destroyed them in the quarterfinals last year. Um, they they play sort of this open style, open offensive style. Um, they have Tacoka Nandakoke, freshman. We've talked about on, at nauseum on this podcast. Office, who does things with lacrosse that I I I, I, I think we talk about it every week. This guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, make sure Terps are Terps are coming up on a long stretch. You know, John Tillman have those guys prepared. The Maryland baseball team heads to Richmond tomorrow to play VCU in a midweek game on Wednesday, and then we are off to Myrtle Beach to play mm. Coastal Carolina, Radford, and Ball State. You, you got yourself on that trip, huh? I am absolutely on that trip. Uh-huh. We are leaving to go to Richmond tomorrow, and then going from there to Myrtle Beach. So this will be my last day Showing here. Showing it. See Park you for like week. two weeks. I know. Well, hopefully I don't see you for two weeks. Hopefully you're at the Big Ten tournament until Sunday. That's what. Fingers crossed. Fingers yeah. crossed. That's where baseball is. And then softball. On the other side of the diamond, yeah, Louisville Invitational in Louisville, Kentucky this weekend. They're going to play IUPUI. Louisville, Eastern Illinois, and Miami of Ohio in five games. Softball plays so many games. The thing that throws me off as someone that is around the baseball team who also plays a lot of games is softball plays like nine in the morning. Hey, when you guys to these tournaments, you're you're playing four or five games, you know, throughout the day at, at each host site. So I mean, got to get them in somehow. Gotta I wake start up at early. seven a.m. and there's game day graphics. I'm like, why is this out so early? And they're like, oh, it's a nine a.m. first pitch. Got to get fired up, man. Got to get ju- at six thirty. Get those juices flowing early. No, gotta love it. It's absolutely a part of it. Indoor track finished their season up at the Big Ten Championships, so they will now turn their attention to the outdoor season. But you know, track. Never stops. No, they do not. They had a couple podium finishes, including Jewel Smith, who's had a personal best in the long jump. Placed third, uh, one of the Maryland's top finishers. But, yeah, no, it is outdoor season through and through, and they're going to get their outdoor season started uh, Mar- Saturday, March 17th at the Maryland Invitational. Uh, that's right here in College Park, Maryland. There you go. Kehoe track at Ludwig Field for the Maryland Invitational. Gymnastics got a win at the Pink Invitational. They defeated Westchester and Southern Connecticut State. They're back in action at a tri-meet in College Park on Friday. They'll take on Penn, 
Temple, and Yale. A lot of teams always at those tri-meets. And then Maryland women's tennis, they took an L against VCU. VCU, a pretty tough team um, since my time doing tennis. They've always been a, uh, a tough one for the Terps. But they'll be back in action. They're going to take on Princeton on Friday and then Columbia on Saturday at Princeton at Columbia. A little Ivy League swing for Daria Panova's um, players. So tennis continuing on. The, their season will obviously go through March and April. So uh, they'll continue. But... That's pretty much it for Maryland sports. A lot going on here in the spring. <laughs> pretty much it. That was a, is it March yet? I think I can tell. I know. A lot of stuff. And obviously, Maryland basketball, the two the biggest story of the weekend. But those spring sports coming into play um, and, and trying to you know get their seasons um, going in the right direction. But that's it for this episode. Unbelievable to talk to Torrey Smith. That was very, very, very cool. Um, he could not have been nicer. Um, so shout out to Torrey for giving us a little bit of his time. He was doing a thousand things at the basketball game. So I'm um, glad he was able to join us. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media channels at Hear the Turtle on Twitter, at Hear the Turtle on Instagram, Sneds311 on Twitter for Keith, Taylor Smythe 10 for me. Cryptocurrency update. We're stabilizing. We're, we've kind of just been, you know, st- stable. You know, the past couple of weeks, the same market cap, uh, a little, little fluctuation up and down, but um, you know, just, just looking to the future, man. How about the Steven Seagal crypto? Oh, Bitcoin too, John. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard about that. I have heard that's been very famed. Uh, uh, the very famed actor Steven Seagal looks like he's getting into the game. So there, there you go, I, and all that's and that's all you need to know. All the big players are getting into the game. Yes, uh, Make sure to watch Mad Athletics this weekend. We'll see you next week. Go Terps.